you're listening to It's All Good, Magic, Mysticism, and Earth Medicine. Visit us anytime at our new website, magic-and-medicine.com, and that's magic with a K. I'm your host, Dr. Candice Nadine Breen. Mystic Queen Mother offers various spiritual services virtually. Now you can be anywhere in the world and receive intuitive readings, divination and consultation sessions, and even remote video intuitive readings via email. Your sessions will always include spiritual guidance and messages from your ancestors and spiritual team. My prices are reasonable and affordable. You can even book and pay safely and securely right online. Once you book, you'll get a link via email for your session. Visit magicandmedicine.com and click the services tab in the menu to learn more. That's magic hyphen and hyphen medicine.com. Oh, and don't forget, that's magic with the K. Magic and medicine.com. Hello, and welcome to another session. Today, we're going to talk about uh, ancestral healing. Now, recently, I went to that you'll you'll hear this recording. Recently, I traveled to God's Little Acre in Newport, Rhode Island. Now it's called dubbed the Slave Cemetery, but um, the sign says the Colonial, the African Colonial Cemetery, and you'll hear me say that in um, in the recording as I'm walking out there in the hot hot sun, <laughs> um, visiting. Uh, with the those the bodies of impossibly spirits of those who have gone come before. Now, why is ancestor healing important? Ancestors don't always have to be related by blood, but they can be related um, by culture, by um any any means any any means culture uh, spiritual practice things like that someone you knew and who was who was a part of your family in regards to they lived with your family but were not related by blood and healing is important because it's just you you notice in the uh what I do after I leave, when I'm preparing to leave God's little acre is I ask my, I ask for my spiritual team to come down and help to come to, I ask for my spiritual team to heal, heal all of those souls who have not moved on yet, who have trouble moving on yet, heal their lineage, whatever curses or blockages that are that were there to heal them so that they can move on and so that those who are still living those who are living descendants or uh can can uh move on 
in their on their path. Um, healing is cleansing. It flows into you and through you. And our spiritual guides remove from our body things that shouldn't be there, you know, blockages, old wounds. You know, there are some, there's a lot of resentment among African-Americans when we think of places like God's Little Acres, or what we call it, slave cemeteries, even though on some of the uh, headstones it says servant we know that it was slave they were slaves and there's resentment i felt when i was there i felt a slight resentment when i went there and i saw a servant and i said i know very well that they were not servants you know that they were slaves okay look at the way they were treated with the tiny um tiny headstone and some of them still had their African names, which I thought was was good. Okay, um, but it's good to begin to heal and to get these toxins out of our body. So even if they're not your blood relatives, I mean, my 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 African ancestors were bought were 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 on the slave ship that came into Mobile Bay. Now that doesn't mean that. There weren't some in other parts of the world, but I trace my, the majority of my people were from Nigeria, Cameroon, and Benin, and they were in Mobile Bay, okay? They were in the south, along the southeast, the south coast. I don't know if any got up here. Maybe they did because they were, if my parents were able to get here, I'm up here, I'm sure that maybe I had some descendants of some ancestors who were able to get here. But still in all, when I went, I was very, I was, when I first heard of God's Little Acre, I was very angry and very sad. But after I sat and I walked around to all these, these headstones, I read them. I felt lighter when I released the resentment, the toxins, and I felt pure. I felt um, a return to the energy of innocence. You know, it's good to just bathe in this cleaning, this pure energy to enjoy your innocent divine being, to breathe it in and out knowing that you are diving down into the water and can sense that a great initiation into the spiritual world is about to take place, that you are going to move forward. Once you get rid of these toxins, you can't keep them. It stagnates you. It keeps you in. It keeps you from not prospering. You have to release it. Release it. And then send out healing energy pure healing energy to those souls who died and un, were on and who may have had resentments of their own or who may have left curses behind or who may not have um, who may not have healed now and I also recently um, just a couple of days ago returned from 
although there's no recording of this, but I'm going to say it. I returned from Salem, Massachusetts, um, and I went to the Witch Museum. I did a lot there, and I felt so. I they they had at the park. They had um, 19 hangers hanging from trees to represent the 19 women who were and one man who were accused. Well, the man was he was um, he what he was uh, he had he wasn't I don't think he was hanged, but he had stones placed on him to kill him. But it symbolizes the the nineteen people accused of being witches and the sorrow that I felt. Then one of the and it all began with a black woman, Tituba, who was talking about her her customs i think she was nigerian her african customs and, and to some curious whites that she served that she serviced that she was a you know a servant to i'm not going to say the slave word and of course she was accused and i felt so angry such resentment but that too i had to release she is an ancestor even if she's not my blood she's someone's blood she's an ancestor and it's good to release these toxins so you can feel you know your true spiritual self so you can get out of the water so you can feel anointed prepared for your homecoming, prepared for that journey back to oneness and, uh, you know, accomplish your mission and live out all the lifetimes that you have to live out and get back, return to oneness. So with that being said, I'm going to, um, I'm going to play my visit. It's, it's about 15, 16 minutes long. So you'll get to hear my visit as I'm walking around visiting uh, God's Little Acre. Okay, I'm just going to get it to play. So here I am at God's Little Acre here in Newport, Rhode Island, and it is the colonial African burial ground in colonial America, I suppose. Some fire engines. I'll probably put some pictures inside of um, this, this post. But just driving in here, I started crying. Just looking at some of the graves. I don't know the. This is one from 1773. All washed, and then there was there's these big stones, and I'm going to assume that those were the slave owners, or the people who owned the servants. And then the smallest stones. 
um, smaller ones around it, sometimes they would bury with um, their servants, their slaves. And the slave things are really small and they make me sad. I'm trying to read some of them, but they're really small. I'm gonna try to take some pictures of them. So let's see, hang on one second. I gotta take another picture here. Get an idea of what this looks like. And it is hot, like you would not believe here. Let's see, I'm trying to get back to where I was. It's very hot. So I'm trying to have my sunscreen on. I usually don't come out in this, but I decided to. Uh, I asked the people, they said it's open to the public. So I pulled in my car about here pulling my car. Wow, another 1773. And look at that angel. That's an African angel for sure on this one. So I'm going to take a picture of it. Yeah. I don't know who this person was, but you know, I felt that Some people they didn't want to bury the slaves, but this is just what makes you sad. And here's another one with the partial angel on it in memory of a Negro, Nero Clark, he died 1759. I think that says. I think, you know, 
it is even though my people were sent south and even some to other places. I'm just gonna wash my car and make sure that it takes my car. Because just I think I'd be able to hear if someone touched my car. Then I won't have anywhere to go. Okay. So I feel sadness coming over me being out here. Just feel sad. As I think back to what maybe what it would have been like. We think it's hard being black now. Try then. You didn't have any right. Oh gosh. And there's all these other colonial African is what they call it, because it was colonial. It wasn't America yet. Um, African graves, those US servants. Makes me feel so sad. Because I look at these tiny tombstones, they're so tiny. And second, that's probably what they had back then, but at least they were buried. That's what I can say. Because I know. In Alabama, my ancestors were, because my, my particular ancestors were brought here, were brought to Mobile Bay. If you know the Clotilde story, that's my story. And there was a little cemetery. Were, my fathers would tell me that they were marked, their graves were marked with sticker, with sticks and stones. Not even names, sticks and stones. And people just remembered where their um, where their uh, people are buried. And I'm looking out here and there are some markers that are rectangular and they're just there. So, you know, maybe they don't know the names, whatever. But I'm walking on this, this ground and there's a couple bodies under here. And all the, I noticed that all the African ones have the angels, are the small, small ones, but they have angels on them. And they don't have a last name. Most of them, like this one says, in memory of Susanna with an H. You know that wasn't her real name. Okay, every all of our names got changed when we were boarded. So people couldn't pronounce the African name. Look at that. Little son 
Now here's the son of, um, and the children, some of the servants. Makes you want to cry. It does. I'm looking at, looking across at all these little tombstones. They're all little. And I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I know, I mean, people thought that the South was really the worst in regards to treatment of slaves and slavery. But the East, North, the East up here, they were pretty slick. They were pretty slick too, but the wolves, um, how they held slaves underneath the, uh, well, they weren't slaves yet. The Africans, they snuck them in, and there is an actual well, tunnel beneath the, the Wolf Tavern that leads to a bank. And what they would do is bring them aboard from the ship, you know, like they were bringing in their, their booze and stuff for their, because that's what they were selling. And then they would, um, wait tonight and the people who bought had already paid or had dibs on certain ones would meet over at the bank you know in secret and the exchange would be made but oh that's in Bristol Rhode Island another reason I don't like Bristol Rhode Island because it still lingers there you can feel it because it's never been never been solved. I mean, never been really brought to life as big as it should be. And even the movie and stuff that they did, it's still, it's still so much more. I was researching it at a time and some old ladies were like, tell the child, child the truth at one of the research places. I'm not gonna bother anymore with it. I'm just going to, to look and try to heal and heal, offer healing to the souls that hang around so they can go on. That's my job. That's my, I think that's my job. My job is not to tell the story as much as I should. Mm -hmm. 1772 set so Cujo Cujo an, an African name here but this is not like Cujo Lewis this is Cujo something but I'm going to take a picture of it died in 1700 mm. that's interesting there's a Cujo, you know, Cujo Lewis on my side in Africa. 
that's very interesting. Thanks, Stephen. A lot of these still have. Sufi. So I, I like the ones that have close to African names. So I want to use the African names. This one here. It's a lot of flies. Still listening. Okay. So I keep walking here. Here lives the body. Here, look at this one. Here lies the body of Cato, formerly, formerly servant of Joe something. See, well, this is a good one. It says eight aged about 40 years, but it has a sad face angel, maybe because it, I don't know, the other angels were, the other African angels were not sad looking like this one was. It's, and this one sort of has a rectangular nose. rectangular nose. And then we go here in memory of blah, 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 blah. And it's very hot. I feel like I'm in Alabama. <laughs> and there's a guy walking. All right, so he's, as people come out here to walk. I walk in cemeteries too. But now I'm gonna try, see if I can connect with any of these spirits and set them free. So I'm gonna go in this talk right now and probably continue later or add another one. So until later, bye. So here I am. Thank you for listening to It's All Good, Magic, Mysticism and Earth Medicine. Check us out at magic-and-medicine.com. And that's magic with a K. Thanks for listening.